Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Earlier this week, I gave Rob a task. I told Rob to get somebody on who could speak knowledgeably about the Chiefs offense, what's gone wrong, and what solutions they would make. He came back a couple of days later and said, how about our next guest? It is an honor. It is a thrill. It is a privilege to be joined by our next guest with stats and information so good. It is backed by NBC Sports and Chris Collinsworth and NFL teams pay for it. A pro football focus. Sam Munson joins us on the show. Sammy. Sammy, it's been a while. How you been, man? Been good. How about you? I'm doing good. The last time you and I talked, Kansas City had the best offense in the league, and now they have like the 14th best offense in the league. So something has gone wrong since the last time you and I talked. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a decline for them. But I guess the only crumb of solace is they're not alone. Half the league is is struggling on offense right now. I think generally this is a year where defenses are fighting back and it's hitting the Chiefs harder than it's hit a lot of other teams. So let's just start with this. Let's start with the 10,000-foot view, and then we'll start to talk about the micro. What has gone wrong for Kansas City's offense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a few different things that are all pointing in the same direction. Um, you know, we saw last season they were able to move on from Tyreek Hill, replace him, move in a slightly different direction on offense, and it didn't really have that big of an impact. But I, I don't think that means it's never going to have an impact. And I think they're missing the capacity for those explosive plays that used to come so easily for this team. And that's coming at a, a same time where defenses are still pushing towards taking away explosive plays league-wide. Um, you know, they're, they're successfully blunting a lot of offenses in the NFL, forcing them to be more patient. And now Kansas City is trying to be more patient with a group of receivers that just aren't making enough plays. They're not being efficient enough to make that possible, really, at the moment. Sam, which one of the wide receivers has been the biggest disappointment in your eyes? This is a little bit tainted by the fact that I loved him as a draft prospect coming out, but I couldn't be more disappointed in what Sky Moore has done in the NFL so far. I thought that guy was going to be phenomenal within this offense. I don't see the player that I saw in college at all. I mean, his lack of impact in this offense has been absolutely incredible. Whether he's playing inside or outside, he's not making any sort of impact. He's averaging less than a yard per route run. Uh, this season he's just not factoring at all and this was a year where he needed to step up um, and essentially replace the volume that they lost when 
Juju Smith-Schuster left town, and he hasn't done that at all. What's been the problem with Sky Moore? Because you alluded to it. You were a big fan of his coming out of college. I know a lot of people were. They thought he was the perfect in-the-slot option for this team. It obviously hasn't materialized to that. What's gone wrong in Sky Moore's development here? Yeah, I mean, last season there was um, – he didn't play that much. When he did, there were a few plays where he clearly wasn't on the same page as Patrick Mahomes. And unlike some teams where, you know, it's, it's difficult to figure out if that's the receiver, if that's the quarterback, given that dynamic rookie receiver and Patrick Mahomes, you can probably assume that most of those were Sky Moore's fault, not Patrick Mahomes' fault. Um, and, and, and it was sort of like, well – Maybe he's one of these guys that's going to take a year or two to get up to the level that he needs to mentally to succeed. But that hasn't improved um, year two. His route running just doesn't seem to have the same kind of impact that it had in college. He's not consistently separating against man coverage. He's not able to sort of find the space in zones and just settle and become a high-volume target against zone coverage either. He's just not winning in pretty much any way. Right now, we're talking to Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus, just going through the Chiefs' offense and what's gone wrong and what the solutions are to some of the problems. Let's just keep it in the wide receiver room. Let's talk about Kadarius Tony. There are times where you see the potential, whether it's on special teams, whether it's that catch that he had against the Miami Dolphins. Like He will make a play once every two, three weeks that will make you wonder why the Chiefs don't get him the football more, but he's averaging 8.6 yards per catch since he has gotten here in Kansas City. He has not been a dynamic playmaker hasn't been explosive what's gone wrong with Kadarius Tony yeah and injuries have been a part of that as well um and that's potentially something that you just have to be aware of with Kadarius Tony is that he does seem to have a, a real tendency to pick up injuries which are going to keep him out of the, uh, the game and, and potentially stifle any development that you expect from him but he hasn't progressed more than being that kind of gimmick player a little bit like Miko Hardman where because of the playmaking ability and the athleticism and the things he can do with the ball in his hands, you're waiting for them to expand that role and turn him into just a bigger part of the offense. And it never happened for Hardman. And it doesn't really seem like it's going to happen for Tony yet either, even though, you know, you've got to go back to the start of his career with the Giants. But there was that one game against Dallas where he was the offense and he did the gimmick stuff, but he also ran a real route tree and just made an impact at every level for the Giants in that game and made everyone think, well, this is the guy he can be. I mean, there's just been no evidence that he's going to do that for the Chiefs. He's just maintained that spot on the team as the sort of the the gimmick um, role player within the offense, but doesn't see, uh, seem to be commanding an expanded role in any way, shape, or form. So let's just keep it with the wide receiver. Last one here is MVS. What has happened with him? Because, I mean, up to this season, he had been a guy that could get you 650 yards, 700, 750. He had a clear, defined role. He was a guy that could make big plays down the field, take the top off of the defense. Like, MVS was a productive NFL wide receiver before this season. He has been bad this year. I mean, really bad this year. What happened to the receiver that Kansas City signed in free agency? I think he's the classic example of what's happening league-wide. I mean, he was always something of a one-trick pony in terms of being a designated deep threat. Um, and this is a time where that's being taken away by defenses. And not only was he always a designated deep threat, but he was a guy that would make some mistakes and drop a couple of balls and those kinds of things, which is not a huge problem when you're getting a few of those targets a game because you only need to catch one of them 
and it's a massive play, it's potentially a touchdown, and it doesn't really matter if you're dropping the ball because the threat is more important than the actual play at the end of it. The threat changes the defense on every single play, and even if you don't get the, get the yardage gain or the score at the end of it, you're affecting the defense on every other play. Uh, now that's just not happening. Defenses are taking away those deep shots, and when he does have a game, like his average depth of target is 19 this season. He is still the designated deep threat. It's just that those deep targets aren't there anymore. They're, he's not seeing enough of them, and, and then you have a game you know, like the other week where he drops the only deep shot that comes his way, and it's potentially the difference between winning and losing a key game. Sam, I'm worried about Isaiah Pacheco in this game. He didn't practice on Wednesday, didn't practice today. You and I both know that Andy Reid's policy, if you don't practice, you don't play. If you get three straight DM practices, you are not going to play in the game. How important is he in this offense? And if he's not there, how confident are you and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jarek McKinnon to run the ball against Buffalo's defense? Yeah, I think he's a pretty important player for them. Um, he's the one guy in that backfield that just runs with that reckless abandon, that power, that want to, you know, more than the other guys. Who It's not like uh, Edward Hilaire or McKinnon. They're not talented players, but they don't have that same kind of desire and impact to just grind out ugly yardage the way Pacheco does. Um, so, you know, you look at his PFF grade, it's, it's markedly better than either of the other two guys this season. I think it's a big loss if they don't have him. Uh, and, and it's potentially a, a significant problem against a team like Buffalo because, you know, that, that is a team that has always tried to take away those uh, deep shots and limit teams and, and make them be patient. So they're sort of forcing you into that kind of game plan anyway. It would be a Pacheco type of game, theoretically, and now instead it's got to be one of those other guys or, or the combination of both of them that picks up that slack. Sam, what do you have is fixable with this offense? Because I mean, we've been watching the NFL now for three months. We are heading into Christmas time. I mean, you kind of are what you are at this point, and some of the problems that have existed with this offense are still there despite the bye week. I was really hopeful that after the bye week, after they got back from Germany, that we were going to see some fixes, that they were going to be able to kind of hit the ground running. That hasn't happened to the way that I feel 100% comfortable with. What do you think is fixable moving forward with this offense? The big variable, I think, that can change from now towards the end of the season is both the impact that Rasheed Rice makes on the plays that are intended for him and the impact that he can have as a knock-on on everybody else in this team. Like, Rasheed Rice, I think, is their best receiver already by a significant margin. Wide receiver, that is. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is their best receiver, period. But Rasheed Rice, if he's able to get an expanded role down the stretch and he's now getting that workload. They've made him essentially their number one receiver in terms of playing time. In addition to just the impact he's making, if he can continue that development and growth and production and make the plays that some of these other guys aren't able to make number one, obviously there's more production to be had there, but number two, it's going to change the way defenders or change the way opposing defenses defend this Chiefs offense. They're going to have to dedicate some more attention to Rasheed Rice, and that's going to open up some more space for Travis Kelsey to get back you know, closer to his best play, which has been a little bit down this season as well, not because he's any worse, but because there's just no other threat right now. You know, It's not the same as it used to be where if you dedicated everything to stop Travis Kelsey, there were other players that were going to hurt you. 
you know, they need Rasheed Rice, I think, to make that threat a live one again for to make this offense have multiple ways to win. That's interesting you say that because that's a conversation that we've had on the show that I think some of it is age. Now, we can kind of disagree maybe on what the percentage is. Some of it is injuries. Obviously, he had the injury prior to the season, had the injury against the Minnesota Vikings. He is an older player, the parts around him. How much of the old Travis Kelsey are you seeing? Or to your point, how much of it is Kelsey is still that same guy, but you have just put, uh, you have just put substantially weaker parts around him? I think it's mostly the latter. You're right. There may be a percentage missing, and, and who knows what exactly that number is. But there are games where Kelsey is still Kelsey. And, you know, you, you, a neutral watching those games sort of goes, well, why doesn't – how come Travis Kelsey can still win over and over and over again and the defense never takes it away? Well, part of it is it's, it's a choice. Like, it, they're deliberately letting Travis Kelsey catch – essentially 10 passes in the game and and going the long way down the drive because it's harder to do and it's it's less damaging than dedicating two or three guys to Travis Kelsey and opening up one one one-on-one shot 30 yards down the field to a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling like it's a deliberate decision strategically by the defense to make them go the long way around to try and score these points so I think mostly what we're looking at is Instead of having viable threats, whether it was Tyreek Hill when he was there, whether it was Juju Smith-Schuster able to at least punish defenses when they didn't give him any kind of respect, right now defenses aren't scared of anybody else in this team. Um, They're not at all concerned by Sky Moore, uh, Justin Watson, Noah Gray, like Kadarius Toney. Sure, they'll pay attention when he comes on for the gimmick, but they're not exactly scared of what he can do anywhere else in the field. But Rasheed Rice is the one guy I think that can make them reassess that dynamic. Sam, are you hopeful that this team can cut down on the turnovers? Because some of the offensive problems, I just think this is just who they are as an offense. But I've been really banging the drum where if this team can cut down on the penalties and cut down on the turnovers, you can do enough offensively. This offense isn't going to be what it was last year when they were number one in points scored. But can they get to eighth this year? Can they get to seventh just given how quirky of a year this year uh, is in the NFL? I think they can do that, but they got to cut down on those two things. They got to cut down on the penalties and turnovers. How realistic is that? Yeah, they do. And a huge amount of those penalties has been on the offensive line. And it's been in two players where they brought in in the offseason. You know, two guys where they voluntarily essentially decided to change personnel and go in a different direction. Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. Um, You know, they had the option to give that kind of money to Orlando Brown and keep him in the building instead. And they they went in a different direction. Right now, Juwan Taylor, I think, has got 16 penalties something like that in the season. Uh, Donovan Smith is approaching double digits. They are problematic penalties. I mean, Andy Reid made the point earlier in the season that the league was effectively targeting Juwan Taylor after that opening night game um, and the publicity around that. And whether that's right or wrong, and it's probably been both, I think, over the course of the season, it's a problem now. Like they, Those collectively are, are costing the Chiefs too much because – Again, they don't have the offense from previous years. They're not able to overcome uh, a holding call or you know any kind of penalty that backs them up. They're just not as explosive as they used to be. Last couple questions here for Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus. I want to talk about the offensive line. 
What do you make of Wanye Morris getting his first start in at left tackle for Donovan Smith, who has the stinger injury? And a lot of conversation has been had about their right tackle position and all the amount of money that they spent on Jawan Taylor. He's leading the NFL in penalties. What does your grade say about the Chiefs' right tackle? Yeah, I mean, he's grading reasonably as a pass blocker, but his overall grade is below average in large part because of those penalties. Um, And that's kind of been his dynamic throughout his career in the NFL. He's always been an above average pass blocker, but not a great one. You know, there's a lot of people um, within league circles would tell you that Juwan Taylor is one of the best pass blockers in the NFL at the tackle position or certainly at the right tackle position. The PFF grades have never backed that up. They've always said he's a good, not a great uh, pass blocking right tackle. Um, but, but when you combine that with those penalties, I think that does end up with a, a subpar, a below average season overall this season. Um, and then Donovan Smith has kind of been in the same ballpark only without the above average pass blocking. Like he's just been a below average starter across the board. Sam, who has to watch the game tonight for Thursday Night Football? There's no way that all of you on Pro Football Focus have to watch it. Who has to watch the game today? Is it you? I got to watch it, yeah, because we're, oh. uh, we'll be talking about it on the show tomorrow. So I have to sit through it. Um, and, I, you know, a lot of other people do, too. I'm, I, thankfully, I don't have to do the data collection on it. I'm, I've, I've avoided that, but I do have to watch it. I mean, I'm telling you, I'd rather have a very serious talk with the wife than do that. Like, if you're telling me for the for those three hours, would I rather listen to Taylor Swift just nonstop on a loop, just hear anti-hero over and over, or watch Thursday Night Football? I'm listening to anti-hero. It it does feel like the kind of game though where there are going to be things that happened in this game that haven't happened since like 1934. Those are always fun games, you know where. Halfway through the third quarter, Al updates you on something that's never been seen since the late, you know, 20s, since the National Football League wasn't even called the National Football League. That is our guy, Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus, joining us on the show today to talk about the Chiefs offense and what's going wrong and also a solution and hope for the future. Sam, it's always great talking to you, my friend. I appreciate you. Anytime. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, take it easy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 